Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Who would have thought that releasing some video would get people so incredibly upset? But sure enough, it did. I mean, Chuck Schumer in the well of the U.S. Senate. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. Dear Lord, one of the most shameful hours ever seen on cable television. I have 372 jokes. None of them I could share on air. Dang it. Oh, uh, if, if ever satellite radio was calling me, it was this one moment. So help me, Lord. He's talking about Tucker Carlson. And he's talking about the 40,000 plus hours of footage that the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, gave him regarding January 6th. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. And everybody's got an opinion, and uh, I, I've been discussing this on Twitter, and I made I made a mistake. Whatever, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not look at my Twitter feed. No, God! Just don't do it. No, God, please, no! Nope. No! Nope. No! Don't do it. No! OMG, are you kidding me right now? I am not. Whew, I'll get into that. I'll get into that a little bit later. But Tucker shared some videos. And the videos, well, they show that um, the shaman, he was, he was kind of escorted around by police. And Brian Sicknick, he was walking around. That's the officer who died the next day from natural causes, according to the coroner. Um, uh, and, 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 and other videos that kind of lead to questions of what, it, what, are, we, what are we seeing here? Jo- they, Josh Hawley, look at Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. He was fist pumping uh, with the crowd because he wanted a riot, and then he was running from them. There were like 25 members of the House and Senate running, and they had selectively edited the video, and we now got to see the full video. Is that the issue? That we now have access to the full videos that the January 6th committee and people like Representative Kinzinger, Representative Cheney, Representative Raskin, they didn't want us to see? These people who are so beyond obsessed with Trump, they couldn't figure out, hey, maybe there was more to this than just Trump. Maybe there's some things that were done wrong. I spoke uh, with um, former uh, New York City homicide detective uh, Rob O'Donnell uh, about this. I'll share that with you because he's got some very interesting insight as a member of law enforcement. But I wanted you to hear Chuck Schumer. And, and I've been asked not to do my Chuck Schumer impression. Because according to some people, my Chuck Schumer impression is very, very realistic, yet also incredibly distressing and disgusting which i i can appreciate i can appreciate it my schumer is on point but i want i want you to hear it the most shameful hour of tv in the history 
in the history of cable news. Clearly, that could apply to any episode of Samantha B. But this is this is what he's got. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. Now, I will, I will tell you with full disclosure that I did not watch Tucker Carlson, and I will also tell you with full disclosure, I have never watched a full episode of Tucker Carlson. I don't have cable news. Um, I think it would be wrong for anybody to say there wasn't violence on January 6th and there wasn't a riot on January 6th. Both those things are true. But the video tells a different story, or I should argue a more complete story, that certainly not everybody was violent. And certainly, as we have seen, the Capitol Police were letting people in the door. Something we've been discussing here for the last two years. How do, how do I find people guilty of, of uh, being in the wrong place when the police said, come on in? Would you care for a soft drink? Like, it's a, it's a hard, that's a hard thing to do, to get angry with these people. But how is it that you see that Tucker lied? By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry-picking from thousands of hours of security footage, Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. Now... Hold on one second. Let's go back to what Chuck Schumer just said. Not only is he saying that Tucker Carlson said there was no attack, and I would let others agree or disagree with that, what is this about the risk? What risk is involved with showing these videos? 41,000 hours worth of, of footage, coverage of January 6th. What's the risk? You mean the risk that we the people see it? The risk that we, the people, know what happened? Or is there some risk that in this video you're going to show us secrets of the Capitol that's going to mean it's possible for an invasion in the future? Is that what you're talking about? You think that this is a security risk because we might see too much or it's going to get in the hands of people who shouldn't have it? Or is the risk just some kind of talking point? to try and scare people from actually watching it. He tried to argue it was nothing more than a peaceful sightseeing tour. Can you imagine? A nonviolent demonstration, a perfectly fine and appropriate instance of people expressing their opinion. I, so many others who were here in the Capitol, and millions and millions of Americans are just furious with Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy today now again i'll say it of course there was violence that day but for a lot of the people who were in the capitol who got invited in the capitol i mean that is the proper explanation it isn't the total one and here's uh chuck schumer for only the political reasons Engaging one conversation, not the other, when the reality of the situation is, is that there's much more nuance at play. You won't get me to condone what happened. I won't do it. I won't condone what happened. 
But you want to be angry with people who got invited in, and that makes you weird. That makes you dishonest, and we should be clear that Chuck Schumer, at this moment, a minute in to, uh, I've got like six and a half minutes uh, to to share with you, uh, totally dishonest. And dishonest, I, I would make an assumption if he's dishonest about the other things, isn't he being dishonest about what Tucker said? Did you, you have to tell me on this one. Did Tucker say all of January 6th was this totally peaceful thing? Or was he looking at videos and saying, look how peaceful this is? That what we were shown by the January 6th committee is not necessarily the totality of what happened. Nuance. That January, the January 6th committee did not give us. Adam Kinzinger, that lying so-and-so didn't give us. Liz Cheney, that lying so-and-so did not give us. Jamie Raskin, a guy who opposed Donald Trump for president and tried to uh, challenge the election results in 2017. He didn't show us. It's up to us, not them, to make a call on what it is we actually witnessed. It's a hard thing to do without all the data. Many of my staff were here at the Capitol on January 6th. Their lives were put in danger, as were the lives of many of my colleagues, as well as police, maintenance staff, reporters, countless others. At one point, I was within 30 feet of the rioters. One of them, I was told, shouted out, let's get him. Before my detail pulled me away and we ran in the other direction. To say January 6th was not violent is a lie. A lie, pure and simple. If you were to say that January 6th in total was not violent, I would agree that would be a lie. If you state that everybody who was in the Capitol on January 6th was engaged in violence, based on the videos that we've seen, I think that would also be a lie. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I would like to discuss everybody on CNN and MSNBC talking about Russia, 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 if we could for just a moment. But, of course, the plan is to try and shut them down. Of course, the plan is to try to shut them up. Of course it is. You've established a narrative. January 6th is the worst thing to happen since, since the Civil War and since Pearl Harbor and since 9-11. You've done this pretty dang well. And now, one day after being confronted with, like, four videos, this is your response? You are working overtime to try and, and, and engage a bit of silence on Tucker over there. Which, by the way, if I'm Tucker Carlson, it's freaking Christmas Day. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. Funny, that's the way many of us feel about the January 6th committee. Because you didn't give us the whole story, did you? You didn't discuss the role of the Capitol Police. You didn't discuss security that day. You want to talk about disdain. You want to talk about a lack of respect. Uh, in, in, in the immortal words of uh, somebody on Bravo, oh, honey. And he's going to come back tonight with another segment 
Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. You know it's a lie. You've admitted it's a lie. No, 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 no. If I understand this right, this is a U.S. senator, the Senate Majority Leader, telling the media what not to run. Said out loud in the well of the Senate and said with conviction and with oomph. If you want to argue the issue, uh, issues Fox News have with Dominion voting and how they handled the Arizona call, I mean, big story there about how they called Arizona for Biden and they could have held off. And I would argue at the time, and I did argue at the time, uh, they should have held off because you could have waited for more information. You didn't win anything by calling it. It didn't make sense to call it. You didn't actually have all the data in, which is, by the way, part of the reason we're all kind of infuriated by elections. How does it take so long to count a state what is what is the problem that we're having and when it takes long to count it's like you're trying to engage in fraud it it, it, it's opening up the opportunity for even the opportunity of the suggestion never mind the actual doing that's a whole different thing where you had people like brett bear saying maybe we should have held off here suzanne scott who heads up fox saying we could have held off for three or four days we would have had monster ratings but we so upset the audience they fled which they absolutely did and you can discuss that and say, is this, is this smart? Is this business? Is this how dare they? You can go through all of that. What does that have to do with the videos you did not share from the January 6th committee? If it was as is you said, if it went as you said it, well, you would want to share every single video, but you don't. And now you're asking a news network to shut down an anchor who's sharing information he got from the Speaker of the House? What's wrong with you? And the answer is, it's Chuck Schumer, a a whole stinking bunch. And Speaker McCarthy is every bit as culpable as Mr. Carlson. Speaker McCarthy's decision to share security footage with Fox looked like a mistake from the very beginning. But after last night, it looks like a disaster. I don't see that, and neither do you, and neither does anybody who wants the truth. The people who want to know what happened, the whole of what happened, are very happy this this data is out, that these videos are out. I would have only asked Speaker McCarthy to share it with more people. Certainly, I would have loved it, but there are a lot of good people out there who have higher profiles, and you could have shared it with them. Even Elon Musk spread the wealth. Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss and this one and that one. And, and Kevin McCarthy should have done the same in my view. But the issue here is that Chuck Schumer didn't want you to see it. He doesn't want you to know it. And he thinks that the showing of it, the showing of nuance, that is the disaster. Because it takes away from the narrative they so desperately crafted with Hollywood support. For two years. Remember when they did the January 6th hearings, they had a showrunner from ABC, somebody who knows how to put together a television show, coordinate those hearings, those made for TV events that they did in prime time. That's how they treated it. And now they're upset that you might have more data. Chuck Schumer had the most shameful six minutes in the Senate's history. 
And that's saying something because Joe Biden led the absolute horrific charge against Clarence Thomas, and I'm still putting it on Schumer with the most horrific. There's nothing wrong with information. And the people who don't want you to have information, I always find those to be very, very suspect people. I'm Tony Katz. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to to be higher than previously anticipated. And just like that, the stock market was down nearly 300 It actually was down 400 at one point. The NASDAQ is down 30 because the rates will go higher and they will be there for a long time to come. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. That's the number. Be a part of the show. I'd greatly appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Stop telling me that everything's okay. Stop telling me that the fundamentals are strong. Everything that we have seen, everything that we have discussed, because we've honestly assessed it, even when we were confused by things, said this doesn't make sense because of what we're hearing over here. Like, for example, retail sales numbers last month, uh, the month of January, I should say. Um, It's clear, very, very clear, that what we have, What we have coming, what we're in now, is this bad period, this high inflation that isn't going away, that might lead to a level of stagflation, and there's more than one person discussing the concept that what we're actually going to get into here is recession. And we may want to, you know, we may be working hard to try and avoid recession going in, in into this, going into 2024. That doesn't mean we're going to be able to. I got Larry Summers, former Clinton guy, talking about that. Because the rates will remain. Because the spending remains. And wait till you hear about how Joe Biden's answer is, this is a perfect time to raise taxes. He claims on people who only make more than 400000 a year. Sure. Sure. No audits on people who make less than 400000 a year. Sure. Whatever, whatever, whatever you say. We, we totally believe you, Joe. Why, why in the world would we think uh, that maybe you're not giving us the true story. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just be ready for it. Keep your powder dry. Keep your cash ready. I don't, it might lead to some great opportunities for some people. I'm certainly hoping so. But am I making hopefully smart investments and keeping the belt tight? And You better believe it. You better believe it. Meanwhile, with all this January 6th talk, how do the police view it? Former New York homicide detective Rob O'Donnell breaks it down with me, including some information you may not actually already know. Keep it here. I'm Tony Counts. 
So there are a lot of takes on the videos that Tucker Carlson has released regarding January 6th. And the videos are not things he invented. The videos come from the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And the left, yes, is extremely angry that these videos got released. You would think that these would be videos that they shared with us through the January 6th committee, but no, those were selected videos. These videos seem to bring into question a lot of the things we were told by the very truthful, totally transparent January 6th committee. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, guys, it's good to be with you. And yes, uh, the totally truthful, totally transparent January 6th committee, that, that is called sarcasm. And, and now you know, you, you, can, you can teach it now to your children. The videos show a different story. And you can argue, well, why in the world did Tucker Carlson get them? Well, who should have gotten them? If they were given to the New York Times, you wouldn't see them. If they were given to the Washington Post, you wouldn't see them. We would be told that they reviewed them for our safety. They're not showing them to us for our safety. And they conclude that the January 6th committee is correct. That's what they would say. But we've seen them. And some of the things we've seen lead to a lot of questions. Rob O'Donnell joins me right now. He is the host of the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 103.1. He is also a senior contributor for law enforcement today. He served as a police officer in New York City as a detective. I, I do believe, and Rob, good good to see you, or should say good to be with you, good to have you here. Um, one of the videos... One of the big videos that we saw that Tucker Carlson released uh, yesterday on Fox News shows this guy, the shaman, right? Everyone calls him the shaman, the Viking, whatever, whatever it is you want to call him. The guy in cosplay, the big, the, the big, big uh, <laughs> photos and videos that everybody had seen, except he isn't attacking anybody. He isn't screaming and yelling. He's walking through the halls of Congress with police officers kind of giving him a tour, almost as if they're guiding him. Certainly they're following him or they're with him. There's a moment where he walks through nine different police officers just standing there and nobody stops him. As a law enforcement officer, as a guy who's done this, what was the methodology going on here? And is this video that we see that you saw, is that telling only part of a story and we should be taking a look at another part of it? Or does this show a serious problem as you see it? Well, uh, it's a little of both, Tony, and thanks for having me. Um, what we heard from the January 6th committee was the narrative. What we are seeing now from these unedited clips of video surveillance from the Capitol are the truth and facts of what happened that day. And what I'm seeing, and you are correct, he, he was basically walking around, police everywhere, uh, and this is just one video because he was pretty much the, the poster child for this, uh, for this um, trespass. That happened because that's what I'll call it. it. It was it was a mild riot at best. Yes, there were some abhorrent parts of what happened that day, but not what they made it. This is not an insurrection. This is not an overthrow of the government. This is not a, a, a destruction of the Capitol. This was simple trespass uh, by by the few that the, that they've arrested. And what you see here is that other side of the coin that this was not that insurrection. It was not that violent. Uh, takeover that they tried to portray it to be, you know, it was basically a lack of leadership on law enforcement's part. There was obviously not, obvious no supervision for the Capitol Police and the police that were there. There were no standing marching orders on what to do and how to handle this, and there was no preparation. And that falls directly on the Speaker of the House, the Sergeant-at-Arms, and the Chief of the Capitol Police.
Now, I want to make sure we're clear about a first part before we get into the second part. We're not making the argument that there wasn't violence on January 6th. There was clearly violence on January 6th. Correct. Correct. No doubt. Just it's people will say, oh, you're saying this. So you're pretending this didn't happen. There is no pretending here because now we get into the part two. What is it that the Capitol Police were told? If you're what you as as somebody who has lived through it, you're watching that. These are officers that were told to stand down. These were officers told not not to interact, not get in the way. What do you think that order was based on what you saw? If that, there was no orders whatsoever on what to do, and they were left to their own device to basically manage it as they could. And basically, these were nonviolent people that you see walking. I mean, the shaman, not a single video shows him acting violently, acting destructively through there. So uh, you know, are they to throw him down on the ground and start? the violence? Uh, No, that's not their marching orders. Their marching orders, especially in a place like the Capitol in Washington, D.C., are to use as least force as necessary. He wasn't damaging any property. He wasn't doing anything rather than walking around. That's what I'm seeing from him. But if you cue to other videos that have been shown, they show the the, video from the outside of the Washington, D.C. Special Operations Division. Now, this is the specialized unit who is called in to handle crowd control. They showed up two hours late and the, the officers are talking amongst themselves on body camera saying we were set up. They knew this was going to happen. They set us up, let them take the building. And, and, and that's very telling because it was. If, if, if they knew, we know they knew well ahead of time that there were going to be crowds there, that they were possibly marching to the Capitol. And why weren't the assets in place to deal with it? The Washington, D.C. Special Operations Division, who, who works hand-in-hand with the Capitol Police very regularly, they train together, are saying, we hear them saying on video that they were set up, that they they knew this was going to happen, and we were called in late purposely. Wait, wait, wait. Who set them up? As per the officer, he sounds like he's talking about the the speaker, the sergeant-at-arms, and the Capitol Police, because that's the chain of command for security at the Capitol. The Speaker of the House is the top honcho as far as security and safety goes. The sergeant at arms answers to the speaker of the house and the Capitol police chief answers to the sergeant at arms and the speaker of the house. Talking to Rob O'Donnell, senior contributor for law enforcement today, host of the Rob O'Donnell show and WILK. One of the other conversations, of course, was the idea that Brian Sicknick, officer Brian Sicknick, was uh, killed on January 6th. He did pass away the next day from what we're told is a stroke. And there's video of him walking around the Capitol uh, that day. And uh, very often people wonder, well, did the events of January 6th lead to his death? And we have certainly seen that an event one place can lead to someone's death in another place, I think when people see this video, it's like you don't care that Brian Sicknick died. I, I do care that Officer Sicknick died, but it's important to note what he died of. It it, it 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 does it seem to you to be a distinction without a difference, or there is a distinction? Well, I'll go with what the medical examiner said: is that he died from natural causes. You know, that's the official. As a former homicide detective, that's what I have to go by. You know, if it was a court case, that's what I would have to go by here is taking that for granted. Now, I'm not saying the stress of the situation or everything could have contributed to that, but he did not die at the Capitol like the Democrats, like the president himself tried to portray. 
So now we come to to the next phase of, of, of all of this. Man, you and I have both been around long enough and, and both come from different worlds. Me, the more activist side of things. You, the law enforcement side uh, uh, of things. But we know that if these are the videos that Tucker Carlson is starting with, these aren't the oh my gosh videos. These are not actually the wow videos. These are only the appetizers. These are the potato skins waiting for the Hawaiian steak that's coming as your entree. It looks as if the January 6th committee, no matter what Adam Kinzinger says, and he is referring to Tucker Carlson as as a liar, he's referring to Speaker McCarthy as a liar, it seems that the January 6th committee didn't give us a full and complete story. So the question before us is, what do we, I mean, there's the speculation of what we think is coming in these videos. Is there something that you would be looking for that could be utilized as an exoneration tool for some people who still may be in custody or as a moment of why did the Capitol Police allow this? Is there something you're specifically looking for? Yeah, and I've already identified it, and I've already posted it on my Twitter account. You could follow me at O'Donnell underscore R. All this video that Tucker Carlson is posting is discovery evidence for every single J6 defendant that has already been tried and convicted and is waiting trial, and some of them are still being held. This is just, their, their portrayal in the prosecution state, state in, in Washington, D.C., to, to prosecute these defendants, and I think there's almost a 1,000 of them altogether that they've identified, this is discovery evidence that hasn't been turned over, which, which is illegal. This is evidence they had to show, though, this wasn't a violent insurrection inside. Now, I'm not saying you cannot arrest people for assault and there's proof of that outside. But as a whole, regardless, this is evidence showing the other side of this that should have been allowed to every defense attorney for every J6 that, that has already been tried or is awaiting trial. And on addition to that, we're finding out that the J6 committee including Kinsinger and Liz Cheney, who allowed this to happen, took silent audio and added screams and sounds and crowds to the background of it. Now, that's manipulating official evidence during a, a, a House committee hearing, which I, I'm assuming has some, some, some rules and regulations on what you can do, because everyone who testified there was under oath. So why wouldn't the committee themselves have to follow that same truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth mantra and standard of American law enforcement and American judicial system during their committee hearing where they obviously manipulated these videos to make them sound more devious than they were. And it's it, it's always imperative to remember that what we got from the January 6th committee, no matter what Adam Kinzinger, Representative Kinzinger calls it, uh, there was there was no um, cross-examination. There was no rebuttal. There were no questions. That is that what we saw was not a hearing. What we saw was not a court of law. What we saw when you hire a a Hollywood showrunner to produce your hearings, it was indeed a show and it was meant for the show, which means that this committee, Rob, never once thought these other videos would see the light of day. They never wanted them to see the light of day. I will admit to you that I'm amazed they didn't get destroyed. I'm, I am amazed. Has anybody come to you and discussed whether, whether you're accurate uh, on your uh, thought of how these legal proceedings might go 
And does this mean that there are police officers amongst the Capitol Police who possibly perjured themselves in their testimony to the January 6th committee or in conversations in other places, which might mean a total overhaul of the Capitol Police? Well, if you look at the individuals, I think there's four altogether that testified. There were two Capitol Police officers and two D.C. police officers. Fanon was one of them. You know, he's the most recognizable. He was seen with Nancy Pelosi and on Don Lemon. If, if, when they were testifying, I noticed something very, and I was reached out to many people in the Capitol Police chain of command and the D.C. that I have friends with. Contacts reach out to me. No one in those departments, these, they had very bad reputations in their departments to begin with. They were loners. You know, Officer Fanon, who's the D.C. cop, who, who, who basically embellished his record saying he was in the narcotics division. He worked here. He was thrown out of the narcotics division in a week because he couldn't play well with others. Um, you know, these officers, they, they, the cat, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi and the J6 commun- uh, committee portrayed these officers as speaking for these police agencies. No, they're not. They were loners that these agencies distanced themselves from from day one. Their leadership, their chiefs never supported them in any statement, never came out public and said they backed them. These officers were out there on their own for their own benefit, for their own futures. Rob O'Donnell, uh, b- before I, I let you go, man, and I, and I appreciate it, um, do you expect to see changes in the Capitol Police? Will the release of these videos lead to some type of reckoning, whether that comes from the Capitol Police uh, by itself or via the speaker, because I'm assuming that the Speaker of the House, and you've been studying this, has the ability to make some level of change. He does. And the, the, the easiest way to explain this is there's a new sheriff in town with, town with Speaker McCarthy. He is in charge of the Capitol Police now uh, with a new sergeant at arms. And, and hopefully they see what went on here and they allow. Now, now, I know many Capitol Police officers. They're a very good agency. They deal with stuff a lot. They were just left to their own out there with zero leadership zero direction and zero orders on how to handle this because they wanted something like this to happen because this, I mean, just look at the past year and a half. This is all they talked about January 6th. And and this is how they got past the midterms. Now that the midterms are done, now that we've taken the house, now that the shoes on the other foot and we have these videos, you see how the narrative's changing to, Oh my God, this was an overthrow of the government to, Oh, you guys are lying. These videos are taken out of context. Well, let the people watch these videos and let the people decide, and then we'll see where 2024 goes. Exactly. My argument, indeed. And to watch the dismissiveness of these, and Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer of New York today, uh, it's uh, the, the, the expression is, me, thou, me think thou doth protest too much. I believe that is the phrase that should be running around the head. Rob O'Donnell, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter if you want to follow him. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So we know about those Americans who were kidnapped in Mexico, driving through an area that was known to be very dangerous, known to have gang violence shootings taking place. They were in a minivan, North Carolina plates, crossing from Brownsville into Mexico. Uh, I believe going for um, some kind of medical care. There's a whole uh, surgery tourism business that exists in Mexico and other places. Two of them are dead. They were caught in crossfire, as is told, of a rival cartel group. They were taken prisoner um, 
one wounded, one unharmed, two killed. That's the story right now. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I was discussing this on my morning show, and I'm asking, how is it possible that Americans can travel into Mexico and be the victims of anything. I want a little Pax Americanus going on. You be afraid to bother an American. And if we got to teach the cartels some very brutal lessons, I'm in favor of it. I do not believe in the fear of the cartels, and I don't believe that cartels are allowed to tell me or I'm somehow not allowed to dictate how I deal with the cartel business because, well, we're Americans. We have this rule and that rule. It's a war. If you're pushing fentanyl on my kids, it's a war. If you're taking fentanyl from China to push on my kids, it's a war. I believe in winning that war as well. But what if this was, no one even knew they were Americans. All they saw was the minivan and they're already in this drug war and you drove into the middle of a drug war. Could be a different conversation and I'm willing to allow that to be a different conversation even though there has to be consequences for killing Americans. Tony, they never should have been driving in that area. I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with that. These areas cannot be driven through. And that's something that we have to discuss with Mexico because they make our lives dangerous. And they have to do something about it. And the demand has to be on them. But they killed Americans. And so now we're involved. That's my point. Like it or not, agree with what they did in driving there or not, They killed Americans. We are now involved, whether we like it or not. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz Today.